interrupt me. Hello. Welcome to Girl Uninterrupted. This is Lisa here again. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know I say that every episode, but I really mean it. I'm always surprised that people actually listen to this and send me questions and stuff. So again, thank you for tuning in to hear me talk about issues that affect women and female identifying people. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Sorry, I have a cough, so I'm going to be (laughs) clearing my throat. Um, I know my voice is a little raspy, but bear with me. But um, again, I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I really did. I ate so much food and got to write and relax and watch Netflix. And I spent time with my girlfriend and her sister. So it was really great. But while I was chilling, um, I just started thinking about how the past couple of episodes have been a little intense. And it's been a lot like talk about self-harm, boundaries, anxiety, feminism, rape culture, like it's been a lot. So I thought that maybe this episode should kind of level out the playing field by talking about something that's a little bit more fun to talk about and talking about something that we all enjoy. And that is sex, 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 sex. For my Mississippi people who listen to this, I know this is a little taboo to talk about, but Definitely not something that y'all don't do, so y'all will be okay. Even now, I still feel weird by talking about sex. My friends actually laughed at the thought of me having an episode about sex. My girlfriend definitely did because nowadays, my girlfriend would sex me and I'll like cringe or take forever to respond. Not because the idea of it, you know, of course it's my girlfriend and I love her, but it's just, I don't know, like this weird shamefulness that comes along with it. And we're going to get into that. But a lot of this comes from the fact that I learned about sex through my friends and from like a health class that I had in high school. And that's honestly not saying much because my health class just taught us that nothing was going to stop us from getting pregnant or getting STDs. So by the time that I could actually conceptualize what sex was, my sisters had already had kids at a young age. So this health class just made me look at sex with men equaling pregnancy. And I say sex with men because, I mean, of course you can't get pregnant by having sex with girls. So (laughs) it took me a while to actually get into having sex with men because I honestly really looked at it that way. And I had things to do. I didn't have time to get pregnant, but I did have sex with women uh, uh, way before I I had sex with men. But I hate to admit that after I actually got into having sex, like really active, and that was around the time that I was 18, um, I was a little intrigued by it because I didn't learn a lot about it, but from my friends and stuff. And... For one little small period of time, I equalized sex as being something that made me, being good at sex at least, made me something that was valuable. Like I needed to be good at sex for someone to like me or to see me as being a good girlfriend or something like that. And again, this comes from so much shame and it comes from the idea that I'm supposed to save myself for marriage and that um, having sex with women is shameful in his own sense and just all these different things. Like, it just went 
into this like Southern religious idea that taught me that having sex was just not supposed to be this enjoyable thing, that there was so many different things that came along with it that I'm supposed to be aware of and take into consideration. Because for a while, whenever I actually had sex, I felt bad afterwards because it was like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is shameful or whatever. I'm going to talk about that. I want to talk about the shame that comes around sex and where it comes from. So, of course, like I said earlier, like it comes from one of the things that comes from is the lack of sex education in the South because of religious reasons. And here's the reality of it. 229,715 babies were born to women between the age of 15 and 19 in 2016. This is the most current that they have online. And majority of this took place in the South. I mean, this, this completely makes sense to me because this has everything to do with the absence of sex education. In the South, they teach abstinence. They don't want to go into birth control. They don't want to go into all these different other things because they feel like they're condoning you to have sex, but that's not true. The absence of sexual education does not mean abstinence. It just means the absence of sexual education. It just means that people are out here doing things and they don't know how to protect themselves. They don't know how to do it in a, in a safe way because you're choosing to not educate them on this because you're afraid of of the outcomes. So today, I want to get rid of some of this shame that has been put around sex. And I want to advise for you to do what it is that you feel is right. I'm not here advocating for premarital sex or I'm not even arguing against it. You should know your own values in yourself if having sex is something that you feel should be something shared after marriage cool. If it's something that you think should be shared with multiple people, that's cool as well. Just always make sure that you aren't being pressured into doing something, shamed into doing something, or doing it to make somebody love you or to make yourself seem more valuable. And this goes for both ways. Some people think that not having sex makes them seem more valuable to someone. And then somebody else thinks that having sex and being experienced make them Uh, more valuable to someone and this is all in the ideas of patriarchy so now women are working their ass off to be these ideas so that they can get picked for marriage when guys ain't around here doing that men don't care about any of that but that's neither here nor there i'll get into that later um but again i i'm advising that whenever you do choose to have sex you should enjoy it as much as your partner does So I'm going to give you some tips on how to make sex enjoyable for you and why you should and why this has nothing to do with men, why your body has nothing to do with them and why sex is just something that should just be enjoyed. So the first thing is to learn your body. I think I was around 12 or 11 when I discovered that like masturbating and touching myself felt good. I know we all talk about that moment after masturbation when you feel so disgusted with yourself. Um, Like, look up at the ceiling, like, who am I? Why am I doing this? But that's honestly just internalized shame. Masturbation isn't something that you should be shameful of. Masturbation is great for so many different reasons. It reduces stress. It helps you sleep better. It improves your self-esteem and body image. 
Um, it helps treat sexual problems. It relieves menstrual cramps and muscle tension. It strengthens muscles to tone your pelvic and anal areas. And the greatest part is that you can't get pregnant or STDs from masturbation. I had a friend who thought that it was a sin to masturbate. And this is that religious sexual shame. And we have to get out of that. Because what is that centered around? What does that even actually mean to that that touching myself is is bad? I don't, that doesn't really make sense. I don't understand. But I'm a heathen. So maybe it doesn't really matter what I don't think. I mean, what I don't see. Um, knowing your body and what you like will help you to tell your partner what to do. Um, it has been plenty of times when... I've been having sex with someone and I have to take control in order to make sure that I enjoy it. And that is extremely okay. Knowing what you like is okay. Touching yourself is okay. All of it is better. Who wants to walk around all tense and waiting on a man or waiting for any person to relieve your stress? Girl, do that yourself. Like, (laughs) do that. You will be waiting forever. It is so many women who get married and never have orgasms there's so many people who go throughout their lives like not enjoying their sexual lives because they don't even know what it is that they like so yeah most men suck at i mean it's so funny most men suck at this most men do suck but most men suck at this like the whole orgasm giving women the orgasm thing um you, you cannot wait on them to do it for you. And I would wait on anybody to do it for me, honestly. Women are known to be a lot better at sex with women because they know what they like. But men, is they just, it's, it's foreign. And unless they educate themselves on the female form or they listen to the woman's body, then they wouldn't really know how to please you. And half of the time, the history of sex in America... The man is not really worried about the woman getting off. So I wouldn't suggest you waiting for it. I know I sure as hell did it. But um, yes, just try. Look at your body. Sit in front of a mirror and actually open up your legs and look at yourself and see how beautiful it is. And play around there and, and just see what it what makes you feel good. I think that that is empowering. I think that is so empowering to sit down and do you'll look at yourself so so much better you'll have so much more courage and so much more confidence in yourself um because a lot of people don't even want to take off their clothes or scared to have sex with the light on and that's honestly comes from just comes from shame so getting over that shame and understanding that this is your body and you have control over it and learning it and what makes it feel good isn't is an amazing first step to do. Um, Cause all the attention should not be on your partner. Attention should be on you a lot of the times too. But I mean, how is the attention going to be on you if you don't even know what you like? Anyway, number two, learn about different types of sex positions and et cetera. Not for anyone, but for yourself. <laughs> my freshman year in college, my cousin was my roommate, and we both became sexually active around the same time. But during this time, we researched and researched and researched. We watched a lot of YouTube videos in order to learn about sex. We also learned about birth control and STDs. 
We did so much research on so many different things. And I love the fact that she was there with me to help me get through all this. We helped each other. We would have conversation about our sex lives. Like, oh, what did you do? Or what did you do? Or, you know, what what is it that made you feel good? Or you should try this. You should try this. And honestly, this was just a time that we were growing and we were trying to figure out who we were. So it was helpful to have somebody who was at the same state that I was in. But you can do that with your friends. If you guys have that type of relationship, just say like, hey girl, like, um, I need a vibrator. Do you know any good vibrators? Do you know any good dildos? Because these this is not as taboo as people think that it is. I think that these should be open conversations about what women need and what women want in order to please themselves. But you have to look into that. You have to look into what it is that's going to make you feel good. If you know that you don't like stimulation of your clitoris, then you don't like it. If you just like penetration, then you just like penetration, but you have to figure out what that is and figure yourself out because let niggas tell you it's only penetration that a woman should like. And that's just not true. Some women can do without penetration. Some people like both. Some people don't even want either. That is a fact. So, um, yeah, learn about your body. Learn what you like and what you don't like in research. Talk about stuff. Talk about that birth control. Talk about <clears throat> different condoms. You might be allergic to latex or you need lambskin. Talk about this. Research it. Read. The internet is there to help you grow and learn. So just use it. Um, yeah. Wait, going back to birth control... This is really important. Birth control reacts to different bo people's bodies in different ways. My One of my best friends have been on shots for years and it never did anything to her. But to my other best friend, she got on a shot and it made her gain weight. It kind of made her anxious. It made her depressed. So look into that and, and see like what all goes into these birth controls. You don't want to just put something in your body. You don't even know how it's going to make you feel. I had the Nuva ring for a while. And every time I took it out, it gave me extreme migraines. And I just could not deal with it anymore. It made my hormones level drop that every time I took it out, I got depressed. Like it's, these are real things. You have to research it and know what you're getting yourself into. But yeah, I just want to put emphasis on that. Figure out what works best with your body. Number three, be vocal. When I mean be vocal, I mean talk about what it is that you want. If you have kinks, which you should not feel shameful about, if you like being choked, if you like being slapped, if you don't like neither, if you like um, rough sex, if you like calm sex, if you like passionate sex, be vocal about that. If you don't like when somebody nibbles on your neck, if you don't like it when somebody bites your tongue or bites your lip, then you can be vocal about that and let them know. As long as there are two consensual adults, then you should be open about it. For reasons we all know, men are accepted and expected to be sexual beings. They are expected to have all of these different kinks and taboos and things that, things that they like. 
they are expected to know all these different positions and expected, you know, just expected to know so much more. And the majority of them just do know so much more about their bodies and the things that they like. Um, history has shown that women are viewed either as a tool used for pleasure or to just bear children. But we are sexual beings, and there's nothing wrong with that. The more open we are about what we like and who we are in a sexual context, the more we are seen as being whole beings and whole people. So say what is okay and what is not okay for you. Be vocal about that. Fuck the idea that you're not supposed to know yourself until you meet them. Fuck that. You know what it is that you like. Say it. And if they have a problem with the fact that you know what it is that you're like, oh, you've been, you know, you've been with a lot of people, you did this and how you know this, you just so da 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 da, da basically slut shaming. And I'm going to get into that in a few, explain exactly what that is, but fuck that. Because if you care so much about them seeing you as pure or more innocent than they are, you're going to have a terrible sex life you would not be getting pleased at all because feeding their ego isn't isn't worth you not having an orgasm i know that for a fact orgasms are amazing you don't you do not want to miss out on that just because you want to please them fuck that idea had a conversation with them help them to understand that women are sexual beings if they don't get it fuck them you shouldn't want dick from them anyway you shouldn't want to have sex with them anyway be vocal. Say what it is that you want. So that is the end of my little three tips on that. Um, that's my end of my little three tips on that. I'm going to get into the questions. Thank you so much for sending me questions. If you want to send me questions, look me up on Instagram at Lisa Giles with four extra S's on the end or on uh, Facebook, Miami Girls. Or you can just email me at lisagiles11 at gmail.com. So let's get into the first one. Why are guys and girls taught different things about sex? Patriarchy. That is why. <laughs> Misogyny. No, um, yeah, I mean, that, that really is what it is. Like, the history of men and women in America or in the world, period. Well, I wouldn't say world, but here in America, at least, has always been one-sided. The woman has always been looked at as a tool or object um, to carry children or to please a man. The woman's idea of pleasure um, has never been the center focus of anything. So when you get these ideas of a man sticking the key, different keys into a hole, and oh my gosh, that's terrible. Anyway, that, that idea of Keys get stuck into the hole all the time. That that makes the hole dirty, but there's nothing wrong with the key. Oh, it actually is. A hole is a hole. There's nothing wrong with being a hole, but a hole is a hole. So they're taught different things because the standards for men and the standards for women are different. And like everything, they've been taught this through social media. They've been taught this through movies, through their parents, through their friends, through their family. It's all been around them, and we have to combat this day by day and let men know that we are sexual beings and that's not going to change. And you, you have to respect us as being sexual beings in this, um, double standard of what women are supposed to be like versus what a man's supposed to be like, like this just doesn't exist. 
So the other question, which is why I say we're going to get to this because I was so happy that somebody asked the question because I didn't really know how to fit it into those three topics. Um, what is slush shaming? So slush shaming is the practice of criticizing people, especially women and girls, who are perceived to violate expectations of behavior and appearance regarding issues related to sexuality. So if a woman knows her body, knows what she likes, and she goes out and have sex, men slut shame her. She's a hoe. Can't be with her. No one wants to be with her. She's a hoe. In all actuality, it's not true. Um, me and my girlfriend, and honestly, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. This goes across all, all boards. People can slut shame in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's a little bit of my business. It's okay though. Uh, when me and my girlfriend first got together, she did a little shut slamming on me because I've always been proud of being a sexually liberated person. I might not like to talk about it, but it gets done. But, <laughs> um, I've always been very proud of that, of knowing who I am sexually. Um, and she wasn't really used to that. So when I came down to Miami and we met or whatever and we talked about it, she was always very confused of my past and not saying that she didn't have a past. And that's, that's the thing. Like slut shaming can be that, um, someone disregarding the fact that they have done something just because they want to get upset with you because they want you to be the pure one. They don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who's done the things that they, they have done. Again, double standard. Slut shaming is something that, um, happens all the time, regardless of what sex, regardless of what sexuality. And I am actively combating that not only in my day-to-day life, my life, but in my relationships, just period. We have to constantly have these conversations about that. The last one is what do you do when there's a difference of libido in a relationship, which means, you know, difference of sex drives or whatever. That happens a lot in relationships. I know a lot of people who are married and they have different sex drives. These are just conversations that need to be had. Of Sometimes it can be, you know, excessive. Some people like having sex all of the time. Some people want to have sex sometimes. I'm the type of person where it goes up and it goes down. That's just conversations that need to be had that you're not in the mood or whatever. I will never, ever, ever say that anybody needs to have sex whenever they don't want to have sex. But having a conversation of saying like, okay, what turned you on so that maybe I can do this more and maybe you would want to have sex more. Or honestly, just masturbating, dude. Like, I don't feel like that I have to be, just because I'm in a relationship, I'm not always in charge of you and your orgasms. Being in, in a monogamous relationship that is, do it yourself. <laughs> Go masturbate. I don't have to be in charge of your orgasms all the time because you definitely don't have to be in charge of mine. So that's the way that I see it. But of course, there are so many different types of relationships. You have monogamous ones, you have polyamorous ones or whatever, whatever works for you. But there just needs to be a conversation had about when you want to have sex versus when she wants to have sex. What turns her on? What doesn't turn her on? What turns your partner on? What doesn't turn your partner on? Like just having a conversation about that and what needs to be done in the instance where someone is just not in the mood. So these are just conversation in this life because everybody doesn't have the same sex drive and sex drives change throughout relationships. It just happens. Okay. So 
that is the end of the questions. Just to wrap things up, um, like I said earlier, a lot of these problems come with lack of sexual education. So please talk to your kids about sex. Have these conversations. Like try to open up the the door and talk to your sisters about it. Talk to your brothers about it. Um, get them to call their parts what they actually are using the terms vagina and penis or whatever, because in some states they don't take the tutus and the PP seriously in court. So if anybody's touching them, they'll be able to use the right words and, and say exactly what it is. Um, the message is just clear all around. If you do not teach your kids about sex or about their bodies, they will learn about it in other ways. And I honestly don't think that your comfortability is worth your kids going out and getting STDs or having a pregnancy at a young age. I don't think it's worth it. I'd rather you be uncomfortable. So this is the end of today's episode. And like always, I will leave you with this. May you find what gives you pleasure. May you please yourself so that you are desperate for others to please you. And may you find a good dildo or vibrator. It'll change your life. <laughs> Bye, you guys. I'll talk to you next week.